What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll be breaking down when the when the Chicago Bulls schedule is expected to be released and so far leaks from the NBA schedule overall. We'll also talk about uh, Hoops Hype ranking the best Chicago Bulls signing of all time and who ranked at the top of the list. Then we also have an interesting report coming out about real value with contracts. We have a couple of Bulls that are ranked in interesting places on that. And then lastly, we'll be talking about Ben Simmons' settlement with the 76ers and what this means for the NBA as a whole. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so thank you for joining me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bulls Central, and we have the Chicago Bulls 2022-23 schedule set to be released tomorrow, Wednesday. So I know we've been getting leaks from around the NBA. We also got it uh, linked and rumored that... uh, that the Chicago Bulls will not be getting in a Christmas Day game, uh, so be on the lookout for that. But um, it, it's going to be an exciting thing to break down, right? As we get in closer to the season, the season's set to open up on October 18th, which is just right over two months away. But we'll get beginning the opening of training camp, preseason games between uh, that time. So it's about to start kicking up. We're about to get back into the interesting part of the of the NBA offseason, um, which we lead up to training camps. A lot of things come out of training camps. That's when you start to get like what roles players are gonna play, who's shining, who's not. You're gonna start, we're gonna start being able to to see what Billy Donovan thinks about players like Dalen Terry and, and stuff like that. But then we'll also get those preseason games shortly thereafter, and then leading into the regular season for the NBA. And that's when things get really, really exciting. And so around here with Chicago Bull Central, if you guys haven't been known, we're gonna we're gonna kick up the production a bit. Once we start the regular season, which means that after our after games, the, the the shows after games, not the live shows, that's more for a breakdown conversation with you guys. But the, the episode that releases the day after games, we're going to start doing like best plays of the game. I've been creating graphics for that and stuff like that. We're going to we're going to kick it up. We're going to make Chicago Bull Central more of an actual TV style production than just the funny, re- silly uh, uh, show that it is at this point in time. But so far with the leaks of the NBA schedule, what we got is that uh, on on opening uh, night, which is October 18th, we're going to get the 76ers at the Boston Celtics and the Lakers at the Warriors, both on October 18th. We'll see if there are any other games announced between that. And, you know, that as an opening night lineup, the 76ers at Celtics, okay, that's cool. Lakers at War- I'm just not, I don't know, I'm just not, I know LeBron, biggest player in the world uh, and stuff like that, but I'm just, I'm just not excited for, like, Lakers to open up the season. Uh, you know, hey, that's just me, though. Let me know what you guys think about that. We also have the Mavs and the Suns for as their first games. That's not, that's not a season opener. It's not night one, but that is the first games for those respective teams. So that's going to be fun to see. I do love uh, the idea of the Mavs facing the Warriors, the Mavs who lost Jalen Brunson but added Christian Wood. Uh, how does that team look different around Luka Doncic? Um, now that DeAndre Ayton has gotten his contract, but we know there was some thought about sending them off. What did the Suns look like this season? It's going to be a lot of questions, and I am excited about that part of the season. I'm excited about basketball overall to get back to that. Some other, other interesting dates that we have. We do know when the when the, um, the the finals rematches are going to be. So the Warriors will host the Celtics December 10th, and the Celtics will, will host the Warriors January 19th. Um, so that's what we're getting with that. Uh, but outside of that, we just really it's it's not a lot going on right now. And so we'll see once the Bulls uh, schedule is released, we'll break it down. What big games uh, the the host, hopefully it's also we'll know what game is going to be nationally televised at that point. So that'll give us something to break down with that. But that's where we stand. Let's move into the next topic. So Hoops Hype ranked 
uh, every team's biggest free agent signing. And of course, I went right to the Chicago Bulls to see what they had. And they had Paul Gasol ranked as the biggest free agent signing of Chicago Bulls history. That's above DeMar DeRozan. As, and they talk about that in the article. We'll get into that. Um, that's above the Dwayne Wade signing, which didn't really impact the team very much overall. That's over the Ben Wallace signing. Um, uh, there's some confusion. Dennis Rodman was technically a trade, not a signing. So there, there's that as well. Um, but with that being said, like, we'll see. The, the Bulls have two players currently on their contracts that could end up absolutely being on this list at some point in time with DeMar DeRozan, who should be already. Alonzo uh, Ball, we'll see how his career continues to develop. I've already said I do expect Lonzo Ball to become an all-star while he's on the Chicago Bulls roster, so we'll see how that ends up shaking down as well. But Paul Gasol, and it's it's funny because you you, you kind of forget things in retrospect, at least I do, um, until you go back. And, and one of the good things about this article is they had quotes from then. Uh, they also had, uh, you know, his tweets from then and stuff like that. So Paul Gasol, upon signing with the Chicago Bulls, this is from July 18th, 2014, uh, his, his tweet, I just signed my contract with the Bulls, ready to start this new experience, giving my all for a team and fighting for titles. Quote from Gasol. Now, this tweet was from the Chicago Bulls, same day, July 18th, 2014. Money obviously wasn't the priority. I turned down bigger offers and prioritized being on a championship caliber team. Like, it's, I remember the Paul Gasol signing, and I remember what that, what, what, that meant because that also came with with Nikola Mirotic coming over and 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 it, it just it was a very exciting time to bring in Paul Gasol and you know he was a player that that was leaving the Lakers how who a team that he had won titles on and he did come in with the Chicago Bulls even though he only played for two seasons did give us a really good season that first season and, and was a contributor for the Chicago Bulls it's just interesting to see him him, him and how other outlets uh, look at what the biggest signings in Bulls history was. They do also talk about um, DeMar DeRozan, who was miss mentioned as an honorable mention. Dwayne Wade was, too. Um, but in this, they do say that De DeMar DeRozan has the chance to take this spot from, from Paul Gasol. And I'm almost willing to say at this point, I think Paul Gasol, I mean, uh, DeMar DeRozan is already above that. And not just because of this one season. A, he had one of the best seasons, no, the best statistical season of his career last season with the Chicago Bulls. Didn't have the playoff success, things like that. But when you look at like the mentorship and what that means for this guy, and I've talked about this heavily over the course of the summer, the signing of DeMar DeRozan is one of those signings that is going to pay dividends for years down the road. Like the, the, the way that he's mentored Patrick Williams, the way that he's mentored Io DeSumo, what Dalen Terry learns from him in the two seasons, if not more, that he's going to get to play with DeMar DeRozan are things and building blocks that they're going to build on for the rest of their careers. So, listen, Paul Gasol's time here was great. And maybe I am a prisoner of the moment. I can admit that in looking at, like, but, but that that mentorship, though, that, that piece of it, it's been so long, at least for me, that we've had somebody come in and really change the culture of the Chicago Bulls. Like, like don't get me wrong. A.K. Eversley, Billy Donovan, they did that groundwork. They started changing that culture. But DeMar DeRozan was really the icing on top of all of that. And, like, he continues to help evolve it and hopefully paint the future of the Chicago Bulls culture as well when you're looking at the mentorship and things like that. I just really rank the DeMar DeRozan signing very high for the Chicago Bulls because I do look at what it's going to mean for the future of this team as well. And maybe that's that's maybe I'm, I'm falling short and missing some things with, with that. Or, like I said, or being a prisoner of the moment, um, recency bias, things like that. DeMar DeRozan, to me, is like, it's, it's, what he's doing is, you can't put a value on that, right? You can't, you can't necessarily put a value, no matter what the, the heights that these young players reach at some point in their career, it's really hard to put a, a value on what he does, because, again, this is something that 
could we could continue seeing just build and build and build. And by what by that I mean, if Patrick Williams does end up being a Chicago Bull for his whole career, the majority of his career, the lessons that he learns from Demar Derozan, once he if he starts teaching those to people as well down the road, or Dalen Terry or Io DeSumo start doing that, and they're long term Bulls, we're going to continue to see the, the the snowball effect of that. And so Demar Derozan's impact has been huge. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see Paul Gasol listed here on Hoopside. Again, we've kind of talked about this summer, so I'm not even going to ask you guys. I'm sure you signed off, signed off on it as well down below on who you think the biggest free agent signings in Chicago Bulls history is. But we talked about value with DeMar DeRozan. Well, one of the things that we're going to talk about as we move into our next uh, subject is real value. So this is an interesting thing. So what, what the real value metric uses is it uses global rating, uh, a, a player's performance metric, um, and then it also come, takes into accountability productivity in the last three seasons and gives extra value to playoff games. So it looks it takes it takes games played in the last 365 days. It has extra values to that it includes the regular season play in and playoffs. So now with that being said and kind of identified on what real value is, uh, Io Desumu was on this list and he was ranked as the 37th best valued contract in the NBA. So they value the impact that he had at being worth $10.9 million, and he's on a $1.5 million contract. So that's huge. Some of the other players that, that was listed well above him in this, right, as far as the, the, the value. So that's the differential between your actual contract to what, what you actually offer your team as far as value in that sense. So as we get to this list, uh, so the best value contracts, uh, top five just off the top, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic, who has a real value of $81 million, but his contract is $33 million. Luka Doncic has a real value of $43 million, um, but has a, uh, I'm sorry, uh, he, has a, he has a real value of $80 million, but his contract's at $37 million. You got Joe Lennon B with a real value of $74.8 million, and Giannis Antetokounmpo with an $82 million uh, real value, but a $42 million contract. So, it, it, and, you know, to round out that top 10 without the numbers, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Trey Young, Darius Garland, LaMelo Ball, and Tyrese Maxey round out the top 10 as far as the the, the best valued uh, real value contracts out there in the NBA. Now, as far as the highest real value amount, we do have some Bulls players that are listed on that as well. So the, the difference between the real the, the the best value is the difference between your actual contract and the amount that you produce on the floor. But the highest as far as real value, that's just the overall what you offer. We do have two bulls in the top 30. So we do have Zach Levine listed as, as at number 24 with his real value being 35 million, but his contract next year being 37 million. So there is a differential there. And then DeMar DeRozan having a real value of 34 million ranked at number 26 as far as the highest real value in the NBA uh, and his contract's $27 million overall. What does this mean? Nothing. It's just an interesting stat. Like it, 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 it really doesn't mean anything in this. This is not going to be used for any type of analytics. It's not going to be used for any type of contract extensions. It's just an interesting thing to kind of break down and take a look at once you start wanting to get down into those deeper things. And to be honest with you, we're in the drums of offseason. So almost any type of, of news is content at this point, just to be honest with you guys. Like it, it kind of is what it is there. But it's just... Yeah, it's 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 an interesting stat to look at, especially more so when you look at the best value contracts like Iota Sumu offering a value of ten point nine million dollars. And we know that he fell off to as with all the Bulls teams towards the back end of that season and in the playoffs as well. But we know Io is, is poised to have a big leap this season if things all hold true. And I do think Io, we're going to see him continue to, to get that, uh, to, to be a great value contract for the Chicago Bulls in this last season. 
The thing that, that com- that's coming up, and the reason why I do want to talk about this in this perspective of Io DeSumo is the fact that he is up for a contract extension at the end of this season. And the fact is, and, and this is right around what I said, I think that we're going to re-sign Io DeSumo at a best base level compensation um, that starts off around eight to nine million dollars. And when you look at that, his real value being ten point nine million dollars, we'd still get quite a value if that's the case. But I do think that that's what Io DeSumo's contract extension is going to be, especially if he continues and not only continues what he did last season, but builds upon that to give us even more next season for the Chicago Bulls. He's going to have an increased role. He's going to come into the season knowing what his role is rather than having to earn those minutes like he did early last season. And those things are going to, I think, contribute to Io DeSumo getting a sizable contract extension with the Chicago Bulls. And I hope that they lock him up long term. They've already messed it up one time, only giving him the two year deal. I don't I hope that they don't give him like a a, a two plus one or anything like that. Resign Io DeSumo for the full four or five years that you can offer him. And let's get this guy in the building and know he's going to be a bull for that amount of time. Period. That's what I got to say on that. Let me know what you guys think. If this is any at all interesting to you, you'd like to see more things like this covered on the show um, as far as like the real value contract and what that means. But let's move on. Last topic of the day. And this one is not Chicago Bulls related, but I do think it does pertain to the NBA as a whole. So I wanted to talk about it. So Ben Simmons has reached a settlement with the 76ers on on his contract from last season due to the fact that he did not play. They withheld some of his pay and that settlement agreement. uh, The details of that was not released. But I always thought that this was going to go away in which Ben Simmons was going to get his money in some shape, form, or fashion. Now, he didn't get 100% of it, which he shouldn't if he didn't play. But the precedent that this would have set for the NBA as a whole, if a player that was citing mental health issues went on to not be able to get a contract, I mean, not not be paid of it when they're citing and have, have seen a professional and they were dealing with mental health issues the, the, the world in which we live in now, it's 2022, we live in an era that they are taking mental health way more seriously, every profession, not just sports. And the NBA, had, had this gone to arbitration or something like that, and, and, and they fought for it, Ben Simmons would have won regardless. But the precedent that that would have set for a team trying to fight, giving a player money that was citing mental health issues as a reason why they could not play, would have been too detrimental to the NBA for Ben Simmons not to get paid. In that moment. Now, again, I know some people are going to talk or are going to talk in the comments about what Ben Simmons is or isn't and things like that. And that's fine. Right. That's fairness in the in the in the context of having the whole entire conversation. But I think it was always going to go this way. And as we see the league and the world continue to evolve in which they're taking mental health away way more seriously. We, we're, you're going to see more things like this. Hopefully, it's not players holding out. It may be players missing games. It may be players uh, back to uh, what, what Royce White, I think was his name, with the Houston Rockets, whose career never really got it start, got started because of the anxiety he was dealing with just traveling and things like that. So you're going to start seeing more. And, and don't be surprised if you see the NBA have an official like mental health type check-in at some point within the next decade or something like that. It's going to be something and more things are going to be built upon it because that's just the era that we're living in in the world in general, not just with sports nowadays. So as that continues to evolve, as that continues to take shape, like I said, this thing was always going to be what it was. As somebody who talks about mental health on one of my podcasts uh, in in the black community, specifically about mental health as a whole, um, it's 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 important. It's highly important uh, to, to value mental health. It's highly important that you do see these employers and things like that. Take allow for mental health days, things like that. And again, that is outside of the scope of just the NBA. But I think it's a very important thing as well. And you're you're seeing that Ben Simmons is going to get paid. He was going to get his money. Um, so yeah. And then when you see 
stuff like like Liz Cambage, as well as in the WNBA to bring that here. And, you know, while she's a little bit more problematic in general with some other things, uh, but, you know, her siding, she wants to get her mental health and stuff, and she's going to step away from the WNBA, even though we already saw that coming and things like that for people who pay attention. But it kind of is what it is on that one. It, you're going to, you're not going to see almost any major company, major embodiment, really ha- not have some type of provision when it comes to mental health. I think within like within the next five years, um, it's going to have to happen. It's happened for the most part in the majority already. You're going to con- see that continue to evolve. And so because of that, Ben Simmons is always going to get his money. He was always going to reach that settlement. Uh, they were always going to have to pay him because that's just the world that we live in now. And it's better for it. I think I do believe. Let me know down below. What do you think about Ben Simmons in this settlement, him getting his money? And in a way, we won't know exactly how much it is, but he's getting that money. Let me know what you guys think about that and how the NBA should continue to put a highlight on mental health as a whole. I'd love to hear from you guys on that one. A little bit different of a topic to hear off from you guys. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bull Central. Thank you so much for joining me. You are the best part of this podcast, of the show in general. Uh, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, you can send us any texts and our voicemails, 773-270-2799 for our Saturday mailback episodes. But like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.